Hello and welcome to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about copper and copper in Colombia, where I'm based, and I'm joined by Sarah Armstrong, President and CEO of Cordova Minerals. Uh, good afternoon, Sarah. Good afternoon, Paul. How are you? I am very well, thank you. And uh, I imagine you're very well as well. Um, you've just put out a preliminary, uh, sorry, pre-feasibility study on the Alacran deposit at your San Mateus project here in, uh, in Cordoba in Colombia. Yes, we were very happy with this. We we just announced yesterday um, and, you know, it was it was a really big accomplishment for us, given, you know, the pandemic over the last couple of years. We had two years to do this study and only nine months of access. So um, it really was a great accomplishment by all of our team. OK, congratulations there. Let's look at some of the numbers. Um, you're looking sure. at a sort of 22 thousand ton a day open pit operation um, yep. that will produce an average of about 31,200 tons of copper, 55,000 ounces a year of gold and 386,000 ounces a year of silver over a 13 year mine life following a capital expenditure, initial capital expenditure of $435 million. Some pretty good numbers there. Yeah, and and actually, Paul, I think we're one of the unique um, projects that where our resource will grow between our pre-feasibility and feasibility studies. I was uh, alluded to before with our um, access issues, we weren't able to do all of the drilling that we wanted to do. So, um, and one of the main differences, I guess, between the preliminary economic assessment study and the pre-feasibility study is that the PEA included uh, the satellite pits. And because of timing and access, we just simply could not include those three satellite pits in the PFS. Uh, So there is only more upside. There is all the, you know, um, possibility and and probability that our resource will grow and our our grade will be improved. Um, So hopefully our grade is is improved over a longer time period and that life of mine um, can be extended. So that's sort of where we're going next is to to move on from that, those pre-feasibility numbers. Um, and 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 moving into to doing further study for further trade-offs, um, further trade-off studies, and and moving into that infill and resource drilling for the feasibility study. Okay, so those three deposits you mentioned are Montiel East, Montiel West, and Costa Azul. So, um, as you can get to those and to drill those, um, will the next step be an updated PFS, or will you save those for a an eventual feasibility study? Uh, I'm not quite sure at the moment. It may be for the eventual feasibility study or depending on how we're going with results and and, and to give some good news for the market. I mean, we'll, we'll have to take that as as it comes. Okay, so um, obviously January 2022. So what's the work plan for the remainder of this year at, uh, at San Mateus? Uh, moving right into to sort of the feasibility and simultaneously doing the environmental impact assessment study, which is obviously the second requirement here in Colombia, the second permit we need to to build and construct the mine. Um, so I'd like to be sort of kicking off all of that and 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 the resource drilling um, by March of this year. Um, so lining up all of our sort of service providers and and, and contractors and, and and independent companies that we're going to be using, and starting off with the first phase of um, our first lot of priority drilling. Um, of that resource drilling by by March uh, this year. Um, and so that that first phase of drilling would probably be around the 20 to 25,000 meters um, to see what we're getting out of there and 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 you know if we're, we're improving the, the the grade there and and, and and on that resource, which we we all think that that's the direction this is heading. Okay, so um, what sort of time scales are we looking at before uh, uh, running up to a feasibility study? Um, you mean to start the feasibility study? Well, to start and then complete it, yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. So as I mentioned, we'd be looking to kick everything off in in, in March of this year. Um, and all things going well, we should be able to complete this in nine to 12 months. 
Um, and as you're most likely aware, I mean, the requirements for the environmental impact assessment study in Colombia go be above and beyond um, the feasibility study. So whilst we will be doing that simultaneously, we would anticipate uh, filing the application for the EIA maybe one to two months after we complete the feasibility study. So we're sort of looking at first, um, first quarter of next year or towards the end of the first quarter of next year to have those studies completed if everything goes well and, and, and is on track. Okay, and you're in a part of Colombia in Cordoba where there's already large-scale mining. You're, you're relatively close to the Sierra Matosa nickel mine. You've yeah. got a big copper mine. Um, I think it's Argos owns that uh, nearby as well. And you're in a in a in a zone where there's been historically sort of uh, uh, artisanal small-scale mining. So, um, I, I, what what are going to be the major things to address in the EIA? What, what may be the major concerns with that study? Um, look, I think, you know, to, to date, we, we haven't, we've been already undertaking this study for well over a year now. So we are, we are a ways through it. Um, but I think really the, the, the biggest thing is going to be, you know, our, our ESG commitments and ensuring that all of those communities, we have 12 communities within the area of impact. Um, and, and three of those at, at, for where we are at the moment in our studies, three of those communities will need to be uh, relocated. Um, so it's really a combination of, of ensuring that they're also benefiting and growing with the advancement of the of the project, which is what you know all, all, all mining sort of sustainable projects should be doing, benefiting those communities that are around them, um, and also making sure that the, the people have access to to the growth or the, the benefits that come from the growth of the project, such as job security and decent housing and 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 everything that will build up in that area, such as education and infrastructure and healthcare. Uh, and all the rest of it. So, I mean, the, 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 the actual studies themselves for the EIA, I mean, they, they happen over a long period of time. As I said, we've been doing this for over a year. We've probably got another year to go. Um, so I can't really, I, I don't really envisage any, any major issues there, but I think our biggest consideration is really the characterization and the consideration of, of our um, fellow stakeholders, I guess, and that is the communities. Okay, the, the, the Colombian government's getting behind the copper sector. It really wants uh, the copper sector in Colombia to develop and advance. So, uh, are they, is the government provide, or government agencies providing a lot of support and help to help you along the road towards uh, towards a, you know eventual production? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that we've been extremely fortunate um, with the assistance of the, the the Colombian government at all levels, really, from a from a local and, and municipality level, from sort of local mayors, and I think that's. Also, something really important as a company that we need to do is, is build relationships from the grassroots up and all the way through the levels of, levels of government. Um, but definitely as well, all the way up to the national level, talking about the, the ministry and the um, and the AM. They've been extremely supportive of us. Um, and I would say, you know, Copper has always, or for the last few years, it's definitely been an, an initiative of the government. But I, I don't feel that it's, it's necessarily because of that. You know, I, I think that we've had really great support and and access to government officials um, really since my arrival here in Colombia five years ago. And it's sort of, you know, gradually increased with the growth and the advancement of the project. Okay, well, that's very encouraging. Um, okay, finally, to sort of sum up, I guess, uh, by, by the end of the year, what would you like to have achieved this year? Um, I would like to be advanced in uh, negotiations with the community so that they've got a clearer idea and a clearer picture of what's going to happen. And I would also like to be towards the end of our feasibility study and our uh, environmental impact assessment study. And obviously with all of that uh, advancement in the project, that also means growth for us in the area and, and, and which would generate um, further employment uh, training. We should have also started and, and, and be nearing completing actually the training um, 
uh, for the people who want to work for the company, we'll, we will identify uh, over the next month the, the jobs that we're going to need uh, for the building and construction of that mine and start working with Senna uh, in order to train them. So they're, they're sort of our main objectives for 2022. It's getting closer to that time where it becomes very, very real, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And exciting. Absolutely. Well, I wish you all the best there, Sarah, and uh, look forward to catching up with you a bit later on in the year as, as things progress. Um, Cordoba Minerals trades on the TSXV under CDB and on the OTCQB under CDBMF. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today, Sarah. Thank you, Paul. Have a nice afternoon. And that's all for me, Paul Harris from Mining Stock Daily. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.